What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 60 of Hashtag Ask Live Lean TV Podcast. Welcome to the Live Lean TV Podcast. My name is Brad Guthrow, and we're on a journey to show people how to live lean 365 days a year while enjoying what you love. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get the show started. Yes, yes, we are back. I know you guys are excited. And it feels good, guys. We've taken a little break from the uh, hashtag Ask Living TV show, but we are back now in audio format only. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you guys listen to this while you take action, do your meal prep, go for a walk, go for your workout, do something else while you are multitasking. Yeah. So this is the show where we take your questions when you post them on social media and you use the hashtag ask live lean TV. So we got questions uh, today from Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, but if you want to get your questions answered quickly, as we always say, Twitter is the easiest way for us to find you. So hashtag ask live lean TV at live lean TV. Okay, so we'll jump right into it with the first question, which is from Snapchat. This one comes from Shannon Lyons 8. She says, hashtag ask living TV, what are your thoughts on steroids or performance enhancers? I've heard HGH is like a miracle worker. Okay. I don't think we've been asked this question yet before. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've answered how many questions now? Like we've on episode <laughs> sixty. So yeah, thousands of questions we've answered. And steroids doesn't typically come up. Um, I've never taken steroids like hashtag, uh, what's the, what's the term again? Um, natural hashtag natural, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is. Um, but the thing with steroids is it does benefit some people, but the, the issue with steroids is it's when the wrong people are taking it. So for instance, or abusing it. Yeah. So for instance, like a lot of the people that are taking it are younger people who are, looking to get stronger, looking to get um, build more muscle, and they're looking for the cheap shortcut way to get there. And they haven't even reached full maturity yet. Yeah, so there's hormonal issues that come with that. Um, I, I'm, and first off, I got to put it up there. I'm not a steroids expert. So take this for what it's worth. This is just things that I've heard people say. And no personal experience here either for either of us. <laughs> yeah, but you've mentioned you heard it, HGH is like a miracle worker, and it's true. Um, HGH is what keeps you young. So HGH is human growth hormone. So that's what's going to keep you looking younger. Um, that's why guys like Sylvester Stallone like is well known to be a guy who takes HGH because he's on the front of the camera all the time and he's looking to he's an action guy. So he wants to look younger. So I think he's one of the guys that takes it. Um, but for an everyday live leaner, it's not something that I would recommend. I mean, um, especially if you don't have permission from your doctor to use it because it is illegal to do. Mm-hmm. But what, what do you think? Yeah, and I think it always comes back to your why. Like, it's probably annoying to hear me say that. We're always talking like, what is your why? But really, why do you want to know about steroids or performance enhancers if you're really frustrated with your progress so far? That may seem like an easy fix. But just beware that there are side effects with these things. And one of them is that you're using an illegal substance. And that's something to consider. And then other thing you might want to consider long-term side effects of these things because they can really do damage to your heart and internal organs. So I would look into all sides of it instead of just thinking, you know, oh, this is a miracle pill. Like really, there is no miracle pill in life. Anything you could do is going to have some consequences to it. 
So I would just caution anyone who wants to take it. I'm not saying no one should ever take steroids or performance enhancers, but just really consider all sides of the story and come back to what is your why. If you have a really good reason for needing it or using it, and it really, you know, does enhance your performance in a way that makes you so happy, then I don't think that it's necessarily wrong in every case or situation, but I would urge you to really do your homework first. Yeah. Listen to your doctor. We'll just leave it at that. So Mm -hmm. if your doctor has run results on you or test results on you and your testosterone is very low, um, you're, you know, then you can take a look at it. But until then, especially if your kids, you know, I would recommend you stay away. Mm -hmm. Do everything you can to naturally enhance your performance before turning to you know, supplements or drugs. Okay. Next question on Instagram from Amy for Bama. This was a question says, what are your thoughts on the sun basket meals? Oh my gosh. Our thoughts on sun basket meals are that they're absolutely amazing. Like not just the flavor and the health of them from that perspective, but also the ease in which it makes your cooking life, you know, because, you know, we admit that cooking is something you have to learn it's a skill. It takes effort. Um, and it's not just naturally easy for everyone to become a chef, become their own chef in their own kitchen. So Sunbasket really helps you by teaching you um, simple cooking techniques and skills and flavor combinations. Um, I just, I'm a huge fan of Sunbasket because even for people like me and Brad who are pretty good now at cooking, like just on a whim without a recipe, we can make a delicious meal, like just thrown together off the top of our head. But even for us, it's really introduced us new flavor combinations that we wouldn't have thought of and um, different kinds of herbs and spices and seasonings that we just forget to use. You know, sometimes they'll put things in there that we haven't used in a long, long time. And we're like, oh, we should be using this more, but it's just you don't think about it. So I'm a huge fan because of the simplicity. The ingredients come to your house. Um, Also, like I said, the flavor is fantastic. Like every single meal we've had from them is a total win. We've never had a bad one. Um, and then also it, for, for some people, I think the portion sizing would be a really key thing because it helps you keep your portion sizes reasonable. Like you still do need to pay attention to the macros and calories on those meals. But if you're a person who like makes big batches and then just can't stop eating, can't put your fork down, Sun Basket will help you because it just gives you what you need for that meal. Now let's talk about price. That's true. That's so, another pro. I did a I did a video on Live Lean TV on YouTube. If you haven't seen that yet, you can go check that out. It's comparing the price of a Sun Basket recipe meal, having them delivered to your front door, versus you going to the grocery store and buying all the individual ingredients. So go watch the video. It will shock you the price comparison on it. So that was surprising even for us. Everything that Jess just said, I 100% back it up. We love Sun Basket. So um, if you do want to join Sun Basket, get meals delivered to your front door, like the ingredients for the meals and the recipes, go to liveleantv.com forward slash Sun Basket. And they have a new offer now where you can get $35 off. So great deals, great prices, great food. Definitely recommend it. What's the next question? So this one is from Kata Just Lives, 
and she or he wants to know, hey, Brad and Jess, next month I'm getting laser eye surgery. And although I'm excited, I'm also afraid to lose my gains. I have to rest for almost a month, which means no gym and no running. Are there any light exercises I can do so I don't go crazy because of the lack of activity? Thanks and love from Chile. All right. That's a great question. And it's it's kind of funny because I just did a video today on uh, Live Lean TV with um, talking about my experience of uh, when I had my first major injury. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And that was when I was nervous about being away from the gym, not just from losing my gains at the gym, but also from the idea of not being able to go to the gym because I, I enjoy going to the gym. It's a great outlet for me. And it's like a meditation type thing for me. And I talked about that in the video. So you can go check out that video. But Um, what I would tell you to do is what I did. I focused on something else fitness related that wasn't very high intense that allowed my body to recover and it was mobility exercises. So mobility workouts. That's what I did. Um, Just came out with a new liveleanmobility.com program as well. If you don't know what mobility exercises is, um, seven videos where you can follow along with me on video and do every single exercise, every single rep that I do. So that's what I would say. It's going to keep you active. It's going to keep your mind from... um, kind of going down the wrong route that you're going to lose your gains. Mm -hmm. Plus when you go in and you do these exercises, you're going to eat better too, because I find if I don't work out, that's when I eat poorly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you find that, but that's the way I find it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's kind of like an object in motion stays in motion. It's like when you're active and you're living the lean lifestyle, you just kind of stay that way. But when you have something in your life that happens like this, Maybe it's an eye surgery or something else and you feel like all your momentum comes to a halt and then you're just like, well, why should I eat healthy? You know, because you feel like you're just not even on the wagon at all. So keep yourself moving. I think mobility is a perfect suggestion because like Brad said, it's low intensity. So your heart rate's not going to be crazy high, which I think is the main risk for you with an eye surgery is you don't want your pulse getting out of control. So do these exercises that are calming and relaxing and focus on lengthening and stretching and body alignment and that type of stuff will really help you stay active, but stay safe. All right. Let's get on to the next question. These are good questions, guys. We're pumped to be back here answering Mm -hmm. your questions. This one's on Instagram from Velo Kitchen says, Hey, Brian, Jess, my name is Jamie. Thanks for answering my questions. When having a cheat meal, is it better to have my macros right at the end of the day or my calorie intake? So for example, if I had a cheat meal, but in order to have my macros right, I would need to go into a 300 plus surplus. Would this be better or worse than having a cheat meal and lacking on the protein percentage for one day? Uh, In my opinion, it's you kind of need to prioritize your calories over your macros. I know some people might disagree with me on that, but this I'm just telling you my perspective and personal opinion here is I would aim to keep the calories on point and not worry too much about the macros because let's be real, most cheat meals are going to put you way over in carbs, which I think is okay. Like I wouldn't stress and like then go and eat a bunch of chicken just to get your protein goals up, you know, that would throw your uh, calories too high. So, you know, that's just my opinion. And what I would personally do is just keep the calories round about the right level and not worry about what the macros are. That's what I do with my cheat meals. Yeah. So when it comes to cheat meals, I focus more on like I have some rules that I follow for cheat meals. Now, I I did a video on this. You know, it's it's funny because every time we get a question in, it's like I already did a video on this. (laughs) That's why I'm directing you there, because this will allow you to um, get a more in-depth answer. So if you search cheat meal rules like on Wibbling TV on YouTube or on our blog, 
excuse me, at livelingtv.com, you'll find that. And I talk about um, when I'm having a cheat meal, I like to have protein with that meal. And um, it doesn't really answer your question, but when it's a cheat meal, you don't want it to totally blow out everything. So you want it to still remain within the ballpark, right? Close to your normal diet goals, you know, whatever they are. You want it to be still roundabout close enough. But it is your cheat meal, so we don't want you overanalyzing it. Mm -hmm. So it is one day of the week. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, we we never really give you a clear-cut answer to this question. You kind of have to figure out what works for you because part of the cheat meal is a psychological thing. Like you want to feel like you are satiated and you're free to do what you want to do without going to the extreme. So um, go check out that video on the six cheat meal rules. Follow those cheat meals or cheat meal rules. And um, I would just kind of forget, just don't overanalyze it. Mm-hmm. We personally don't track our macros on our cheat meals because no. like like he just said, it is a mental freedom. Yet so. we are at a different place than a lot of our viewers. And so, yeah, we can also sort of guesstimate roughly, you know. Yeah, but but I would say that if I was on a journey to try to have a goal or to reach a goal, I would be paying more attention to my yeah. cheat meal numbers than what I do now because I'm kind of in maintenance mode. You know, you're in that live lean mode. So yeah. I would throw that out there. We always have to we always have to caution that because what we do isn't necessarily what's best for you because you may have muscle building goals, you may have fat loss goals. Where we're in maintenance zone. So um, that's why we're here to help you answer your specific questions. Yeah, for any of you who are in your first couple of months or even first couple of years of living lean, the rules are kind of different and you kind of need to work a little harder to get to maintenance mode. It's nobody starts in maintenance mode. So yes, like be a little bit more aware and more cautious when you're in the beginning and you're not yet at your goal. Cool. What's up next? Okay, the next question is from Apexer Forever says, can you explain the difference between strength and hypertrophy training and which would be ideal for a girl that wants a body recomp for life but isn't too high in the body fat percentage, just needs to lose some to shred? Which training results in the metabolism boosting muscle Um, I thought muscle was muscle was muscle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So based on what you mentioned here, um, I wouldn't worry about strength versus hypertrophy training and what is what. Um, You said that your goal is body recomp. So that's different than strength training. Body recomp is different than hypertrophy training. Mm -hmm. So the answer to your question is body recomp. And you already said that in the question Um, because your body fat percentage isn't too high, but you just need to lose like those last five to 10 pounds to really unleash the shreds, the cuts in the body that you want from a physique standpoint. So you your question was, which training results in the metabolism boosting muscle? That would be body recomp training. And what I call that is afterburn training. So I have a livelyafterburn.com program. Um, there's, t- there's two versions of it. There's a 1.0, which I put you guys through a free 42-day program on YouTube. If you haven't done that program yet, you can go follow along from day one to day 42 on YouTube. Um, but we also have a 2.0 version, a more advanced version. Actually, it's not a more advanced version. It's just an updated version, um, which you can get at liveleanafterburn.com. And so many people are getting super awesome results on that. And that's specifically designed, like I said, for those people who need to lose five to 10 pounds and just want to kind of lean down and shred up a little bit. And I think this um, confusion between like, is there a different, is there a type of muscle that is metabolism boosting versus 
a different type of muscle. You're right. Muscle is muscle is muscle. But um, there's a type of activity that's going to boost your metabolism more so than a different type of activity. So for example, strength training. So when you look at like the world's strongest man, he's not the world's leanest man Mm -hmm. because the way he trains is for strength. Um, He's not, his goal isn't to get lean. So you want to make sure you're training in a way that supports your goal of getting lean. But yes, when you develop muscle, it's muscle, you know, there's really no like two different types of muscle, but there are lots of different types of training. So definitely get on a training program that supports the goal that you have. And then you'll be building muscle in the right way mm-hmm. where you're also getting lean. That's what we always say, guys, we get on a program based on your goals. That yes. is the bottom line because Brad Guthrow said so. <laughs> You didn't get that, did you? <laughs> what? You know? Was that a movie reference? That, that was a that was a wrestling reference. Oh, Stone, Stone okay, Cold Steve right. Austin fans out there. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, on YouTube from VazG92 says, Brad, you are eating at a surplus. No, I'm not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's that's the way he wrote the question, but it wasn't supposed to be that way. It says, at what body fat percentage do you stop eating at? surplus how long you do these phases for i.e gaining phase okay so the question is like um when do you stop eating at a surplus yeah and how long are your phases okay so basically the answer to this is you stop eating at a surplus once you've reached your goal that the surplus was there for because a surplus is there for a specific goal and eventually that goal should be reached otherwise you know you need a different strategy to get there, but yeah. So let's just break it down, just for some people. Like when you're eating at a surplus, the goal is to gain size, gain muscle, gain mass. Right. So to to lose fat or to lose weight, you have to be at a deficit. So you want to eat less than the amount of calories that you burn. So mm-hmm. this guy or girl obviously wants to put on some size. So the thing is with gaining muscle the way that we do it as a live leaner is we don't go too crook you may see a lot of people do at the gym we don't go too crazy with our bulking phases i don't even like to say bulking Mm -hmm. phase like i i honestly have never been on a bulk quote unquote bulking phase i like to live lean gains is what i call it like lean gains like it's a slower process so for instance, um, like I have a live lean mass program that is a muscle building program and, and the nutrition plan that is a part of that, it puts you on a slight calorie surplus so you can still be gaining muscle, but it's not so much so that you're going to be adding that stubborn body fat. And that's the key when you're on a bulking phase. So that's what you should check out that program, liveleanmass.com. And um, what body fat percentage do you stop eating at? I mean, that's the key right there is if your surplus is too high, that's when you're going to gain body fat. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do notice your body fat creeping up on you, then I would say dial back your surplus a little bit because it's just probably too excessive of a surplus. If you're doing like a program like he just mentioned, Live Lean Mass, and you're on that slight surplus, you should see muscle gain increases. So your muscle mass is increasing, but your body fat is not. That's what the program is all about. Live Lean Mass is not about getting that big, ugly, bulky muscle. It's about gaining lean muscle while you maintain your low body fat percentage. So I think the confusion here is maybe in the past you've done a a bulk where your body fat just went super high all of a sudden and you, you just didn't know when to stop your surplus. I would say instead of stopping your surplus, maybe just reduce your surplus a little bit. You can tweak your diet in a minor way so it's not these drastic swings high and low. 
Yeah. So I would I would just put it out there that if you are over 10%, so let's just say you're for oh, a guy. For a guy, yeah. So if you're over 10% or let's just say 12%, like you're not quite that lean. Like, right. I mean, at 12%, shredded. you're still lean, but I like to think that under 10%, like you're shredded. 12% is what we call Hollywood shredded. <laughs> Hollywood body <Yeah>. shredded. <laughs> um, so, In all the movies, the guy takes his shirt off and they're like, bow, chickle, bow. And we're like, oh, he's 12%. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so back to my point is the. I know this isn't your question, but the cut versus bulk, what do you do first? Like what I say is that I would rather you cut first than bulk because you don't want to add more potential fat cells to your body when you already have a lot of fat cells on your body. So it's a healthier way to go about it. Get your insulin levels in check. So that's why I would do a cut to get you down to around 10%. And then if you're still lean, but you want to add more muscle, that's when you go on a bulk phase. But you know, what's really the surprising thing I think is a lot of people when they're just starting out, they don't necessarily need to go in a deficit to cut. Sometimes just eating at your maintenance level will help you lose body fat if you haven't been training or even tracking your macros at all before. So I would say start Start with your maintenance is what I do with a lot of the custom coaching clients. Start on your maintenance. See what happens to your body. See how much of an accidental surplus you were in before you even started, you know, because that's what a lot of people find themselves gaining weight because they just don't even know they're overeating. So once you start eating the right amount for your body, you might actually lose body fat. If you don't, then go in a slight deficit until you get as lean as you want. And then, you know, later down the road, you can start worrying about that little surplus to get you to build more muscle. Sweet. I love talking muscle building. (laughs) Yeah. What's the next question? All right. Our next question comes from would if I could Um, (laughs) on Twitter. So can a 50 year old drop some weight or lose fat without exercise? Diet wise, what should he or she follow? All right. So 50 year old drop some weight or lose fat with exercise. You can, but guys, why would you want to not exercise? And I, I think the idea of dropping some weight or lose fat is another trigger that this has brought up is you shouldn't focus on losing weight. You should focus on losing fat. So losing weight on the scale like is one of the worst or even adding weight on the scale is one of the worst indicators for if you're going towards your 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 goal or not. Yeah, you actually did a video on this. What was it called? The worst weight or bad weight loss advice, something like that yeah. about using a body scale. Um, we have several videos on our channel, Live Lean TV, about why scales are not a good way to measure your progress. So yeah, I think... Um, you know, I would recommend that you rework your goal here. Instead of your goal being to drop some weight or lose some fat, make your goal to live lean and to create a lean body. Well, no, I mean, I don't mind the goal of losing fat. Like, that's fine. It's just the goal is not to lose weight. Like, that's the point that I'm trying to get get at. Right, it, yeah, because fat loss and weight loss can be two different things. So weight is made up of body fat. And lean body mass. So the muscles, the bones, and your body. Well, everything, even your poop has weight. So by losing weight, you don't know if you're losing muscle, which is the key metabolic driver of your body, which is going to keep you lean. It's going to keep you young, which you have to hold on to muscle as as much as possible. Mm -hmm. 
or you could be losing fat. But so when you're just looking at a scale, you never know. And that's like one of the number one questions that we always get asked or from our clients is, oh, I just saw the scale move up three pounds and I'm so depressed because yeah. I was doing everything right. Right. Yet they're, you're actually gaining muscle. Mm-hmm. Or being so depressed about your progress, even though you feel leaner and look better and everything's cool, except the scale didn't move. Like that depression can really throw you off track and then it can stop you from eating healthy and exercising for the long term, which is what you really need to be doing if you want your progress to continue. But if the scale just doesn't move, then you just go, oh, screw it. I'm depressed now. And so to get back to your question, you say, can a 50-year-old, so you are 50-year-old, so that means I would recommend you even more start lifting weight because at, once you get up there in age your body needs muscle to stay young to stay strong mm-hmm. your bones need to get stronger when you get i mean if you're 50 you're still a spring chicken in my opinion <laughs> but um you know you put it out there that can a 50 year old drop some weight so in your mindset you're kind of thinking like you're a little bit older than some other people and having some doubts about your ability at that age yeah so to answer your question yes you can lose weight without exercise but why do it? At your age, your goal should be focusing on getting stronger as well. And you're not going to get stronger without exercising. And when you diet, you're going to lose weight, but you're also going to potentially lose muscle if you're dieting wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the worst thing a 50-year-old could do would be to diet so hard and mm-hmm. not exercise at all because your body's just going to like waste away and your bones are going to become brittle. Do not do it that way. Yep. I suggest you eat healthy and you strength train. All right, next question on Facebook from Diego Vargas says, do you guys take casein protein? There are fitness nutrition professionals, i.e. Rob Riches, who recommend taking casein before bed to avoid any risk of muscle breakdown. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. So casein protein, yeah, it's just another form of protein supplement. For you guys who don't know, when you're buying a protein supplement, you can choose whey or casein or whey isolate. I mean, there's multiple types, but... um, I personally have no experience with it. I know Brad has taken it a couple of times, right? But it's not something we use in our supplement um, collection. Yeah, I actually started taking it because Rob told me to take it. So it's kind of of funny that you mentioned Rob Rich's name. Um, But I did take it in the beginning, but it's not having taken it in years now because um, A, my body doesn't really tolerate dairy very well. And B, I just don't think it's a necessary supplement to have because if you're just looking to get a slow absorbing protein in your body, I mean, that's the, re- that's the reason that you want to take it because it's a slow absorbing protein in your body so that overnight when you're sleeping, your, your blood is still going to be getting filled with amino acids. So you're not going to be in a catabolic or a muscle breakdown state. So you can get that other ways. If you don't have the money to buy casein protein, you could have just a whey protein shake or an egg protein shake or a vegan plant-based protein protein shake and just add some healthy fats in it. That's going to slow the absorption of the amino acids in your bloodstream. That's going to help you stay anabolic versus catabolic. Um, so it's you could take casein, but it's not one of what I call a mandatory. I think it's one of those that's more important or more used by bodybuilders in the bodybuilding community. And I think Robert is actually does bodybuilding. So which is why you're going to get that type of advice from him. So, you know, I know he's like super lean too. So, you know, he has good knowledge and experience with supplements and stuff. So it's, it's not bad advice. It's just you can get other ways around it without right. having to add another supplement to your diet, protein and healthy fat, mix them together. It's going to get you a similar result. 
Okay, our next question is from Lisa Carlton on Twitter. Do you guys take anything during your workout to help boost energy slash improve performance? Example, dextrose, glucose, or fruit? All right. So Lisa on Twitter says, um, no, actually, I do not take anything during my workout. So when it comes to dextrose, which is in glucose and fruit, you know, it's all sugars. Um, You know, there is reasons to take these things, but the reasons that you would take these things if it's a really, really long and intense workout. So Mm -hmm. you you may see a lot of endurance athletes taking this stuff and that makes sense because they're putting their body under a lot of stress. When your body's under a lot of stress, your body produces cortisol and cortisol is a stress hormone. And what can blunt stress hormone? sugar so that's and sugar um, creates insulin and that's what that you know counterbalances it and also it gives you that immediate energy boost that you would need if you were like running a marathon or whatnot but yeah i just drink simple pure clean water just regular water during my workouts and it's funny sometimes in the gym i've had this happen a couple of times where i um, finish a set and i'm having to probably take a sip of my water bottle and, you know, it's opaque on the outside, so you can't see what's in it. Someone goes, what do you have in that water bottle? <laughs> like, they think it's some, like, magic juice that's giving me, like, insane amounts of energy. And I'm like, no, it's just water. Like, you um, you create your own energy. And this is one of those weird things about working out is a lot of people think that the more energy you spend, the less you're going to have left over. Like, you, you know, it's uh, one of those vanishing resources that you spend it and it's gone. But it's actually weirdly the opposite. Like the higher intensity you make your workouts, the more bursts of energy you're going to have. So as you continue to um, work on your performance in your workouts and increase your intensity, you will actually find you have more energy. So mm-hmm. those people that you see bounced around the gym and like doing all these crazy workouts, like they've worked their way up to that. It's not like you just start like that on day one. It's hard work to get up to that high energy intensity, but you'll get there. And I don't believe you need any intro workout supplements unless you are doing like these marathon workouts or these anything longer than two hours. I think you're going to be fine with just water. Especially if your goal is fat loss. Yes. You don't want to be taking sugar if your goal is fat loss. If you're looking That's a to, really good point. If you're looking to gain muscle and you're having problems adding extra calories to your diet to put you in that surplus, then that's an easy way to add more calories is dextrose, glucose, and fruit, which makes more sense. But uh-huh. when I see people at the gym who obviously need to lose weight and they're drinking Gatorade mm-hmm. and they're not even sweating yeah. – it's just, it's a head shaker to me. Yeah. Or if your goal is only performance and you don't care about your physique, then you might be okay with taking it. But. All right, guys, let's keep moving on. We got a few more questions here. Next one is from Terry Cunningham on Facebook says, thanks for answering my questions about fat loss. I am so not good with math to figure out my macros. So what can I use to make it easier? I need something really simple. I got an answer for you. You want me okay. to take this away? Yeah, yeah. Jerf. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you were going to say we have a super simple nutrition guide in Team Live Lean. I mean, it still does require a little bit of math, but I'm talking like math a fourth grader could do. Well, my point with JERF is, and I should have prefaced this with something else, JERF with recipes. Okay. So what I'm saying by that is when you're JERF is just eat real food, if you guys aren't aware. Mm-hmm. And when I say with recipes is the recipes are going to make real food taste real damn good. So this is what I'm saying. Like people who don't want to count calories by eating real healthy food 
it's almost like it's a natural thing where it tells your body you're full, you're good. Mm -hmm. But when you're eating sugars and foods that actually make you feel hungry and artificial sweeteners and all these unnatural things, your body just doesn't really know when to shut down. So it's Mm -hmm. like more, more, more. Deep fried food, um, yeah, things with preservatives, things even with artificial sugars, it's very confusing to your natural, um, you know, your hormones that sense when you're satiated. So when you're eating like real clean, actual food, you know, that you would find in any of our cookbooks or any of our team recipes, it helps your body tell when you've had enough to fulfill your energy needs. So that, yeah, you're right. That is like probably the simplest thing you can do is really just eliminate junk from your diet, eliminate artificial foods and just stick to only real food. But I wouldn't say it's simple. Like, sure, it's simple. Well, it takes no math. But it takes preparation. Right. And it takes the mindset that you need a cookbook. Mm -hmm. Like that was a game changer for me when I first started living lean was I remember and I bought this men's health six pack abs cookbook (laughs) and I went through it. I had the same book. (laughs) I went through it recipe by recipe and Mm -hmm. I made little notes on it saying, okay, good, awesome. (laughs) And you find your favorites and you you repeat. found your favorites and you repeat them. (laughs) It's like it's. Was this before you even knew what macros are? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, look at that. You can get results without even knowing what macros are. I had years before I knew what macros were, where I was getting decent results. But this, but, but not, but knowing your macros is a great thing too. Like, so this, this approach by just following recipes gets you to a certain point. But if you want to get past that point and get extra, extraordinary results, Mm -hmm. that's when you know, you have to know your numbers. And honestly, I know macros and calories seem super confusing when you have first started them. But to me, it's a way of like really simplifying nutrition. So there's no guesswork, you know. So I might recommend to you working with a coach who can kind of hold your hand through learning it because so many of our coaching clients have started with us not knowing at all what macros or calories even are, even mean, how to use them. And then they finish the six-week program like feeling like they've mastered it and like it's actually made their life easier. So I know it's natural and normal to be overwhelmed and confused by these things at first, but you know, take it from us. Calories and macros are a tool to help your living eating be simpler, you know, even though it's confusing at first, you just have to get past that hurdle of learning it. Yeah. So that's why we created the live lean 20 diet.com program. Mm -hmm. You know, we basically created 20 simple recipes Mm -hmm. using just 20 ingredients that can be prepared in 20 minutes or less. So it's like, it simplifies it because you're not overwhelmed with too many recipes. It's all there for you. So if you don't want to count macros, don't want to do any of that, get on a recipe, or on a meal plan like yeah. LiveLean20Diet.com and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question on YouTube from Lamia Cucina, and it's a long one, so I'll just um, summarize it here. Um, loving all the videos. Um, however, there is a lot of muscle soreness after the Tabata workouts that they've been doing. Kindly do a video on DOM, so delayed onset muscle soreness covering why it occurs and how to eliminate it. Also, is it bad to experience the pain? What does it say about my body? 
Okay, so Dom's um, delayed onset muscle soreness is totally normal and natural and healthy, even for a beginner to have after introducing a new and different type of workout, especially a more intense workout than you're used to. So even though Tabatas are really short, they are intense. And for people who are not used to exercising, you're, you should expect to have some muscle soreness after it. And it's called delayed onset muscle soreness because it usually doesn't happen the next day. It's like the second day after your workout. Um, so if there's a lot of it, uh, a couple things you could do is like try a hot bath. You can even put some Epsom salts in the bath. You want to make sure you're really hydrated. So drinking a lot of water and even like with a little pinch of sea salt in it can help you uh, retain or absorb more of that water. Um, and then also light massage, like maybe put some oil around the area and like just rub it gently, not too hard because that will make it hurt but uh, massage it lightly and then just time, you know, just being really patient and letting it pass and then also doing light exercise like walking or stretching. Um, why does it occur is because you're stimulating your muscle in a way that you haven't before. And so what happens when we work out is it causes a little stress to the muscle, a little damage to the muscle tissue in a good way. And it creates these little micro tears that then have to heal and repair themselves be coming back even stronger than they were before. So that's why working out is a good thing because it makes you stronger than you were yesterday. And the DOMS is all part of that. So it is not bad to experience the pain. Um, what it says about your body is that you're growing and changing and getting stronger. So it's totally good for you. It's not anything you should worry about. Um, but if you're having too much of it, then I would say maybe you're going to beast mode too fast. So take one step back, work out at a medium intensity level and just work your way up slowly to the higher intensity. Yeah. And so one other thing um, is you're mentioning micro tears. So to repair the micro tears and one of the reasons to get rid of DOMS faster is you have to eat enough food to repair your body, especially protein. So the amino acids from protein is what's going to help repair, recover and grow your muscles. So I find a lot of people who have very bad DOMS and I ask them, well, what are you eating? They're not eating any protein or they're or eating not enough. They're eating very little protein. Okay. So so just make sure you're getting in enough protein, like a protein shake after and throughout the day. But don't give up because you're doing great. Okay, we have a couple more questions. This one is from Sotao Corderosa. Um, at Jess, how do you know that your body is better at 40-20-40 ratio? Did you try the 40 fat and 20%? not sure what that means but anyway which signs did your body gave you so sh so you would know which ratio is better how can i know if i'm having too many or too less from one macro kiss from portugal oh thank you okay well um i guess this question is for me so <laughs> sorry boo <laughs> i will tell you that um some of the ways i knew that my macro breakdown was off a little bit when I was experimenting with different things. And, you know, that's one thing I will just advise you right now is everybody, you should be experimenting with your macro percentage breakdown because there is no magic percentage formula that works for all people across the board for every goal in life, for every um, stage of life, for, you know, everything that's 
important, you know, from your diet. So like when I was pregnant, I needed different things versus not pregnant. And, you know, as you get older, you may need to adjust things a little bit. If you start doing endurance sports, adjust. You're always adjusting. And that's important uh, when you're living lean is to adjust based on what you're seeing and experiencing. It's not like you just set it and forget it. You always have to be learning and improving and evolving. Anyhow, here are some of the ways that I knew what wasn't right for me. If I tried like say a higher fat percentage diet, I would feel lethargic, slow, heavy. My pants would start getting tight. Um, I just have trouble like waking up in the morning. Um, Just, I guess that's it. Like feeling like a a sloth at the gym, (laughs) like trying to do um, high intensity exercise and just feeling like my feet are made of lead. So that's kind of the sign for me that I was like, yeah, I don't think my diet is quite right yet. So you adjust things as you go. And then like when I was pregnant, I just had all these crazy carb cravings. And so at first I'd fight it and be like, I shouldn't eat that many carbs. And then I realized, oh, maybe I should just adjust my macros a little bit. And once I did, I felt a whole lot better. So that's what I encourage for all of you guys to do is adjust things, see how you feel. Every time you change your diet, I'd say give it at least two week trial to make sure that you're on the right path. Because sometimes you don't notice the shifts happening until a couple of weeks later. So change one thing, let it go for a couple weeks, feel what you feel, and then you can make your decisions on what's right for you and what's not. Breathe. (laughs) 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 Feel like you're getting out of breath by talking. All right. Next question on YouTube from Liliana Merchan says, Brad, would you eat crap for 15 days? And then show us pictures of your before and after to prove why consistency is key. All right. This one's for you, babe. (laughs) I know. You should have saw her face when the last question was directed at Jess. She's like, ooh, this one's for me. (laughs) People like me. (laughs) I think a lot of people like you, babe. Not as much as me, though. (laughs) All right, Liliana. um, Eat crap for 15 days. Oh, I don't know if I could. (laughs) It's so hard for me. Like, we just actually got back from vacation. And I was mm-hmm. gone for seven or eight days, seven, days, seven yeah. or eight days. And I pretty much let loose, let loose. Well, no, come on. Like, you know, he didn't eat like everything that everybody else was eating, but you definitely like ate more like cookies and yeah. cheese and stuff that is not part of your normal diet. Grandma brought some cookies. Oh my gosh. And they were hidden or not hidden, but they were, they in weren't, the laundry room. they weren't in the kitchen. So you probably didn't see how many uh, trips I made oh, to no, the laundry room. But honestly, like I felt bloated. I felt um, yucky, just yucky, gassy. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Were gassy. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, I would do 15 days, but why? I know. Like, I, I did eight days. Not that I ate crap for eight days, but no, I, I was... No, every meal wasn't bad. No. We had a lot of healthy meals in the mix. I was lax for eight days. Yeah. And I didn't like it. So I didn't like how my body looked. I didn't like how I was performing. I, I, actually, during that vacation, I really didn't work out either. I know. We did like a couple of backyard workouts, but definitely no like gym sessions yeah. and nothing like high intensity. But... Yeah, I mean, I think you guys already know why consistency is key. So for us to like prove it by letting ourselves get out of shape and then back into shape, I feel, you know, people have already done that on social media. It's kind of like everybody knows that consistency is key and why it is. So I don't really feel like it's a necessary endeavor. Do you? 
I just don't know what people would get out of it. Yeah. Like, just like you said, everybody knows. I already know that 15 days is going to make me feel like crap. So yeah. why even yeah, Even do one it? day makes you feel not good. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessary. So cut me a, cut me a 10-digit check, <laughs> maybe. But until don't then... consider it. No. All right. Snapchat, last question from Fallen Angel says, Hey, Brad and Jess, Angel sounds like Angela. Oh, sorry. Um, Anjala. Yeah, Anjala. I'm a 45-year-old woman, 5'5", currently weigh 255. Last time I weighed myself was in May of 2017. I just got a gym membership and I have no idea what to do. Probably a lot of you listening may be having the same issue. Uh, the gym I attend has all the staff you, or all the stuff you normally see in a gym, plus a circuit training area. My goals are weight loss as well as toning now that I lost 44 pounds. Great job. I'm also working on walking 10,000 steps three to five days a week. I know this is long, but I just feel like a very lost puppy. Thank you for all you do. I just got your book and reading it now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Think and Live Lean. Yay, Angela, we're so proud of you for I mean, losing 44 pounds is a really big deal. And so we can tell that you're well on your way and jiving with the live lean mindset and lifestyle and knowing that you know, you're just getting started, but you are not going back. So that's great. Um, I know the feeling of being a lost puppy in a gym because that's exactly how I felt when I first started. And I'm pretty darn sure that 99% of the population feels that way when they first step in. Yeah, same thing to me. Right. I, I, even Broad Guthrow felt that. I honestly, I still remember it. it yeah, was, me too. It, and it was over, it was over 15 years ago. And yeah. I still remember the feeling of walking into yeah. my college gym and just like shaking your head going, what do I do? <laughs> everybody's looking at me. Yeah, I don't know so what I'm doing. So like what we've been saying over and over again to get over this fear is if you want to change in any area of your life, you need a plan. What is your plan to get from point A, a to point B? Mm-hmm. What is your guide? So when it comes to um, training and in the gym, you need a workout program. So that's why we have spent so many hours and so many years of our lives since we got into this business in creating plans that can take people from point A to point B. And that's why we keep going back and forth on get on a program that's designed for your goals. So you're talking, um, your goal is weight loss. So we have lots of weight loss plans and we actually just came out with a brand new live lean newbie program Mm. that is for people that are brand new to the gym so it's if you're brand new to the gym you don't really you're not that familiar with weightlifting this is the exact program that you need so if you go to our website liveleantv.com you can find that in the program section and you know anything that you do in the gym is not going to be for a lost cause you know what I mean you have to start somewhere and just start I mean that's the key the worst thing you can do in the gym is stop dead in your tracks turn around and run the other way so the fact that you're in there and you're trying things and you're just doing things is so huge and I encourage that so much never stop learning trying experimenting with everything in the gym I mean you can try all the cardio machines try all the weight machines um, try all the free weight exercises try the classes I mean Brad and I have done it all and anyone who's like really experienced and spent years training in the gym has probably done everything the gym has to offer. So I would say, you know, 
Start with a program um, that'll at least get you out of your comfort zone of standing there and wondering. You'll know like you just open day one of the program and it tells you do this exercise, that exercise and the other. So that'll just help you get started. And if it's a good program like our programs, they actually have videos showing you exercise demos in good form because getting good form down in the beginning of your journey and lifting weights is going to change like your life. If you start lifting weights with poor form because you're not following any guidance you're destined to jack up a lot of different parts of your body and injuries and everything else. So Mm -hmm. that is our advice to you on that question. But once again, um, hands together, clapping, let's give a clap for starting 44 pounds down. You're on your way. So big ups to you for that. And thanks for inspiring everyone else who also might be afraid of the gym, just because asking this question to us for the show it helps inspire others who maybe are too afraid to ask because it's hard to admit that you're embarrassed and don't know what to do with the gym. So thank you for asking that. And lastly, everybody in the gym, they are not staring at you thinking, what does this person think they're doing here? You know what they're probably thinking is, I remember when that was me, right? (laughs) Such a good point. So for all you guys out there who are new to the gym and are just nervous and don't know what to do, just remember that. Like everybody in the gym is there to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not there to knock other people down. And more likely than not, they will help you if you need help or ask for help. And a lot of times the reason they're not helping you is because they don't want to overstep their boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you do need help, ask for it. There you go. That is our return to the Ask Living TV show. Yeah. I thank you guys so much for all of these questions. They were excellent content. Really awesome job on asking those questions. And we want more of them from you. Yeah. So if you guys want your questions answered on this podcast, make sure you hashtag them Ask Living TV on social media. Twitter is the best place and we will get to them, but we do have a long lineup of questions. So if you guys are new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, please. The way when you subscribe and you leave review and leave reviews, it helps us get the podcast out to more people. So Apple will through iTunes, we'll send it out to more people. So make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment and thinking on what you liked about the show. And question of the day, just for you guys to think about, you don't have to write it anywhere, but just think about what was the first step that you took towards health? What was that turning point that got you on the track of being interested in your health and fitness and well-being? And then how can you help someone else who hasn't you know, made the leap or, you know, is interested in health, but doesn't know where to start. How can you help that person get started? Yeah. So to answer that question, like put it on Twitter. Oh yeah. Or (laughs) I thought you were going to answer. I was like, that's for them, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) No. So we want to interact with you guys. So on Twitter, tag us at Livling TV, answer that question or in your Instagram story. So that's one of the things we want is like to really engage with you guys. So on your Instagram story, tag us at Livling TV and tell us your Uh, question or answer to that question you know what else you guys can do that's really fun we've been doing lately is if you tag us in an instagram post of like a cool workout move like some ninja trick or whatever we'll do it and tag you back so challenge us on insta (laughs) all right guys we love you thank you for tuning i was going to thank you for watching i'm so used to thank you for watching thank (laughs) you for for listening listening. and we'll no we're not going to see you (laughs) we're going to hear you no we will talk to you yeah we'll talk to you at the next podcast guys (laughs) you guys are the best thanks for listening love you love you bye
damn, that's good. There you have it, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of this podcast on your phone, post it, and tag us at LiveLeanTV on your Instagram story right now. Also, if you're ready to invest in your health but just don't know where to start, head over to our website, LiveLeanTV.com, and take a simple four-question quiz and discover the best program for you based on your goals. So I'll leave you with this. Remember, your health, it's an investment. It is not an expense. You only have one body and you are in control of it. So take action and invest in yourself. You can do this and we're here to help. Thanks for listening and keep living lean.